Welcome, my name's David Dungay here at UC Today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation for you today. I've got with me two great gentlemen. I've got Rob and Trey. Rob's from EPOS, Trey's from iGel. Guys, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, David. How Very are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. So, today's topic of conversation is thin clients and premium audio. Before we get started on that, should we do a few introductions. Trey, should we start with you? Tell us who you are and a little bit about iGel. Sure. Uh, my name is Trey Baumgartner. I'm the regional sales manager for iGel covering South Central US. Uh, I'm based in Texas. Uh, iGel is a operating system that's uh, very easy to manage over the public internet or on-prem. Uh, we're famous for extending the life of existing hardware, improving the end user experience and security. Okay. And Rob? Yes, I'm Robert Moore. I'm the Western Region Sales Director. Uh, I manage the end-user touch team here at the EVOS, uh, basically from Chicago West of the United States, so the second half of the United States. Um, so we provide high-quality uh, endpoint uh, audio devices, so headsets, speakerphones. Uh, we come from the uh, Sennheiser family. We're spin up from Sennheiser, so you know the quality of Sennheiser. That's the same quality that we have in our headsets here. Okay. So today's topic of conversation, the relationship between thin clients and that premium audio that you just spoke about there, Rob. Um, so tell us about that a little bit, Trey. Do you want to kick us off? You know, what 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 is that relationship? Sure. Uh, you know, there's a, a very strong relationship between thin clients and audio. Uh, you know, traditionally, people think of thin clients as a piece of hardware. But in the world today, thin clients has really changed into a easy to manage operating system. And uh, so people want to turn their existing devices into thin clients. Uh, so I take my PC, I take my laptop, and I turn that into a thin client using a, a, you know, a very easy to manage operating system. Uh, I personally, I use a, this little bootable USB device. It's called the UD Pocket. Um, but I can plug this into any device, boot from USB, and now I'm going to temporarily use that hardware. It will temporarily change into a thin client. Uh, I have a you know, USB speakerphone that I use that uh, is noise canceling. So now I can go anywhere, turn any device into a thin client, plug in my USB, and have the, the same experience that I do when I'm you know, in the office or when I'm sitting at Starbucks or elsewhere. Okay. And, and Rob, obviously, as the, uh, the audio specialist, what's, what's your take on that relationship? Well, I think it's a great relationship because I think it's, you know, we kind of go hand in hand with, with mobility, right? So with the recent pandemic, obviously, everybody's uh, worked from home now for most people are. Uh, we've all become kind of more of a mobile society before this happened. Uh, it's very much more now. And, and some of the things that, that Think Client brings to the table, such as security and, and, um, and ease of use, really plays into what we do. So obviously, with the uh, quality of the audio uh, that's necessary, Think Client really plays into that and plays into the security that, that all IT professionals are looking for because of everybody working from home now. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, Rob, you mentioned the uh, the p the p word, the, the the pandemic. Unfortunately, there's no getting away from that. Um, so let, let's let's talk about that for a second. You know, we've had this very strange year. Um, you mentioned a few of the challenges that your customers are facing. Uh, you know, what what are those priorities really looking like as we come to the end of 2020? You know, what are they thinking about? What 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 are they you know trying to get across? Honestly, I think a lot of the customers are still, or a lot of companies are still trying to figure it out. Um, anywhere from you know school districts to corporate uh, companies, they're still trying to figure out what their what their plan is going to be. Uh, obviously, with people working from home, are they going to bring people back to the office? 
what does that look like logistics wise, right? Are they going to have people come back in the office and how many people are gonna come back in the office? Um, but really, I think what we've seen is we've seen a push off, if you will, to those that are returning to the office, especially in the corporate world. In the SMB business, we're finding a lot of people are coming back because they have to. They can't afford to keep their people at home. Whereas in the enterprise side, I think they'll be a little bit more cautious. We're hearing a lot more people that are pushing back to January this next year, July of next year, even now to the end of next year. Um, so it's really kind of changed the dynamics of, of, of how we go to business now. And Trey, what I mean, what has your experience been over 2020, and how are your customers sort of res- responding? Right. So you know, we, we've seen all types of different responses. Uh, you know, similar to what Rob was saying, but then you know, we're seeing lots of long-term work from home users. So I think you know, step one when the pandemic hit, uh, everybody was get our users working from home. A lot of times they were just unplugging PCs, giving them laptops, sending those home. And kind of step two has been how do I start managing those devices? How do I make sure the user has a great experience? How do I make sure that their audio is is good? How do I make sure uh, that I'm keeping everything secure? And that's where people started looking at, okay, maybe I need to centralize Windows. And so they start thinking about VDI and virtual desktop, you know, and uh, desktops as a service. Uh, And when people start centralizing Windows, what they're really saying is, I want something very easy to manage on that edge. And that's where they start thinking about thin clients. And so that's where they, you know, enter into, you know, how can I justify this? You know, Rob was talking about it for some businesses, it's too expensive. But what if I could say to to that business, hey, use the existing device, let your users do BYOD, use that existing hardware, not their personal operating system. Let's give them a way to turn that existing device into a temporary read-only thin client. You know, nothing's changing locally, but now I'm running an OS that's managed by the company that uh, I can allow, you know, my... EPOS, uh, you know, speaker phones through, I can have go through to VDI, I can have all the applications, everything that they're using centrally managed, but provide that user an experience that feels local. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think everyone's responding to uh, this new environment in, in, in a different way. You know, hybrid working environments, it looks like we're going to be in a, a sort of a strange hybrid uh, workplace for a, for a while yet. Um, obviously, flexibility that comes along uh, with, with that now, you know, Flexibility versus um, security, you know, is that how achievable is that in our new sort of work balance? Um, Rob, what's your take on that? Well, I, you know, I think that that's really a main focus for for a lot of the IT directors is, is security. Right. And I think that's one thing that the thin client brings to the table. Uh, flexibility, uh, obviously, you know, we've got to quickly move people from an office environment to a work from home environment. Um, you know, our, our products, obviously, uh, have evolved. It, people are getting more used to wearing uh, headsets everywhere, right? You see people on the train or, or in parks and in different places that headsets are becoming, or headphones are becoming a lot more of a staple of society. So having that and being able to be mobile uh, and work from home is not as big of a transition as what everybody thought it was going to be. At least that's what we're finding. I'm sure, Trey, you've seen the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, flexibility is a uh, it's, you know, it's it's a horrible thing that the pandemic, but it, it did happen at a time where technology is there. You know, the technology is in place for users to work from anywhere. I can, you know, I, we're all in our home offices across the planet right now, uh, you know, with high quality audio, with video, with uh, all of our applications, everything that we need to do our work. And you nailed it. I mean, I, I carry my headphones. I, I use these everywhere. So, you know, when I'm when I'm in a place that's quiet like this, I, I definitely prefer like the USB speakerphone that I plug in, and that, that's what I use in my home office. 
But if I'm up at Starbucks or someplace, I need that noise canceling headphones. I need to almost feel like I'm in a virtual office. And uh, thankfully, the technology's there. So yeah, I'm I'm, lo- I'm loving the product placement here. It's great. It's uh, <laughs> so for sales guys, come on. For sales guys, come yeah, on. <laughs> fair enough. So I mean, everyone's talking about video right now. Okay, the the mainstream headlines are talking about you know some of the big vendors that have just videos exploded. But clearly, uh, video doesn't work unless the audio is rock solid un- underneath that. Um, you know, are people giving the rights of attention to, to, to audio, is it getting the attention it deserves? What do you, what do you think about that, Rob? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think people are starting to realize that obviously video uh, was a big deal to start with because when, as you move your people to work from home, you, you don't only want to just hear them, you want to see them, right? A lot of management wants to make sure, you know, are they in their PJs or are they actually coming to work, right? Uh, video obviously solves that problem, right? Um, but with, without good audio, you don't have any kind of meeting whatsoever, right? You'll see in your pop-ups and any of your soft clients that you use at, from time to time, uh, video or, or your connection quality is, is poor. We suggest you turn off your video, right? And what that says is just make sure you have your audio, right? If you don't have enough bandwidth, you always revert, resort to, uh, to audio. So having good audio is obviously the, the, the key to any good meeting. Uh, video is, is, you know, video is just, it's the shiny toy, right? I mean, it's the one that, you know, people can see and it's it's something that um, it always looks good if you will so but audio audio is really key where, where it's key because if you don't have good audio you don't have a good meeting absolutely and we, we were talking before we before we came on air about uh, you know our various meetings leading up to this one and uh, you know Rob you were coming in from various bits of software so was I and, and so is Trey you know um, you know have, have we all turned into a contact center employee you know has has this transition been um, more difficult or easier than we thought it was going to be? I mean, Rob, you've mentioned that already, but Trey, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think uh, work from home has definitely been proven that that all of us can do it. Uh, I know with my job, there's a lot of benefits to in-person and, you know, I try, I, I try, I still want to be in front of people and, and there's just a connection that, that that's made when you are in front of people. And Video really does help bridge that. So video, I, I liked what Rob was saying, but video is important of kind of bringing that closeness. But video is kind of a nice to have and, you know, audio is a must have. Um, but yes, I, I think more and more, you know, the call center, the, the those type of employees are the long term work from home. Uh, it's definitely proven that, you know, those users can stay at home and still get the job done. Uh, but I think thanks again to technology that, you know, our jobs have proven that you know, the bulk of what many of us do can be done from home uh, with the with the proper resources. Yeah, I mean, I do I do often think, you know, what what would sort of world would we be living in right now if this had happened, you know, 25 years ago, you know, with the technology in place at that point, you know, could could we all be carrying on as we are? You know, I don't I don't think so. So, um, you know, uh, employee experience and customer experience are two big trends going on right now, especially in this new world, probably an overused phrase, that new world. But, um, you know, are, are people getting that, that balance between their, their customer experience and their employee experience, which are, you know, distributed workforce now? Are, are we getting those balances right? Rob, what, what do you think? Uh, I think we're all still trying to figure that out. I think we're still trying to get that balance to, to, to make sense, right? But we're all getting used to the work from home. I think we've been doing that obviously for six to eight months now, depending on who you are. So we're kind of sort of getting used to that at this point. Um, you know, customers right now um, are really kind of more comfortable doing video calls. 
uh, face to face. And I think we all want to get out there and interact with people, but there's obviously the scare that's out there. So I think people are getting used to doing video calls. Um, and, and so that, that customer experience is, um, is getting there because I think we're all, we're all adapting, right? So when we, for example, are, are giving demos of our products instead of being there in person, we have to do it over video, right? And we have to kind of play with the audio to make the impact uh, for our sales demo, if you will. Um, so customers are getting used to it. I think customers are happy to do that. Uh, from day one, I, I was supposed to, to go on a trip and, and it was canceled because everybody would rather do a video call. They feel more comfortable being in their own homes and being safe. So I, I think the balance is, is, is getting there. I think we're just getting used to doing all this via video uh, and having high quality video and having high quality audio obviously helps. Um, but I think it's, it's something that we're just we're still getting used to. So. Yeah, you mentioned the customers there. They're getting they're getting used to those product demos being done on on video now. You know, can can we go back now? You know, once once we've been used to that, do you think we'll reverse? I think we're starving to get back. I, I yeah, I, I think we want to get back. I think you know, it's nice to work from home. I've worked from home for a long time. I'm sure Trey has too. And and some of those folks that haven't, I think, have appreciated that. And I think we're seeing that trend where people are going to work from home for more often. But I think when we have uh, the ability to get back and, and see each other safely. I think everybody's going to be more than excited to do that. Trey said that earlier. It's about, you know, interaction. It's about that customer, you know, experience in, in person, right? Uh, getting to know each other and building relationships in person. You can't replace that. So. Sure. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of those relationships. Obviously, the uh, the communications industry as a whole has been working incredibly hard over over 2020, and they will continue to do so by the looks of things. Um have you got any customer stories this year? Any any customers that really stood out that uh, you know you, you thought, yeah, they 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 had a really good story there to tell. Um, there are a number of customers. I don't know if there's any one that's that stands out any more than the others. I think the biggest um, the biggest thing that we've seen has this has really transformed our business um, a few years in advance. And what I mean by that is. Uh, a lot of companies were still using traditional desk phones, right? Um, they weren't sending those desk phones home with the employees when that when the pandemic hit. So they've migrated over to soft phones, whether it be Teams or Zoom or, or what have you. Uh, and, and this pandemic has expedited that. So what we've seen is we've seen that transition from the traditional phone system and migrating over to a Teams or Zoom or what have you environment. Um, and, and the way that they do that, uh, and how quickly they do that, how quickly they get on board, they find that they are getting a better experience faster, right? Um, one of the things that we've also seen too, which is very, very interesting, is, is how they're going about procuring um, their equipment. Um, before it was centralized through purchasing and through IT. Now they've kind of decentralized that and created, because everybody is obviously working from home, um, they created websites, uh, internal websites, so that employees can buy what they need and just have it shipped directly to their house. So we've seen some different things like that that have come into play, which is both logistics and, and technology that has changed uh, during this pandemic. Yeah. Trey, what Trey, what are you seeing on a at a customer level? Yeah, so uh, and that's a great question. Um, I I believe that customer experience is king, you know, and I think that um, really you could almost say end user experience because every company's IT department should view their employees as their customers. Uh, so if I start thinking about that. When I send users home, uh, I have to provide them a, a virtual desktop that's working, you know, that that's performing, that everything is functioning just as though it is running, you know, when I'm in the local office. And, you know, I can't have a phone conversation that's not, you know, working properly. If it's choppy, if I can't hear the person, then we each start getting frustrated. And so it's it's 
so important that IT departments are viewing their employees as their end customers and then providing them with the tools that are going to provide them a, a great experience so that those people can then go and service their customers. Uh, because if I'm focused on you know, the, the technology and I'm frustrated with the technology, then I'm going to be providing my end users a bad experience and my, my customers a bad experience. And again, thankfully, we're in a day where you know, virtual desktops are at a high performing level. I can run high graphic applications. I can have that same exact experience. Uh, audio is at a level where I can have high definition audio over the public internet. And, you know, I can have that from any device. I can work from, you know, computers in the office, at home, at Starbucks. Uh, I've been at airport kiosks before, you know, using that technology without using their, their local operating system, using, you know, a read-only operating system that my company provided connecting to a virtual desktop. So, yeah, I think end user experience, uh, you know, trumps everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, an interesting follow-up question, actually. You know, how how tolerant have uh, has that end user group uh, become to, uh, you know, the situation, the technology, having to do things in a different way? Have they have they become more tolerant of you know bad connections or poor equipment or poor experience, or have they become less tolerant of that? You know, um, I th I think. That, you know, that's a difficult, that's going to be a case-by-case -case basis. I do want to go to, back to your question about a customer story and just kind of the technology and how it's there. And so because I say that, you know, end user experience trumps everything, but really security plays into that as well. If I'm providing them a great user experience, but I'm trading off security, then, I, then I'm failing still. Uh, but we're in a time today where, you know, users can work BYOD devices in the pandemic, uh, in June, I had a, a large call center, a BPO type customer come on board. Uh, they onboarded very quickly, 2000 users uh, using the user's personal devices. Again, they use just a, a bootable operating system on a USB key. So it's not making any changes to the user's personal hard drive. It's just using their memory and their CPU. And then they connected to a Windows virtual desktop that was hosted in the cloud. They accessed all their call center apps. They had, again, high definition audio, uh, you know, they're using Teams uh, for some of their call center customers and, and uh, Zoom for others. So it's, you know, working with all the different platforms. Uh, but they initially did 2,000. They, since uh, June, they've done 2,000 more of these call center contractors. Uh, it's just been very exciting to see that uh, we can rapidly onboard, you know, in a couple of months, 4,000 work-from-home users using their own hardware. Uh, that customer achieved PCI DSS compliance, which is a credit card, you know, the payment card industry, uh, security compliance. So it's a very secure environment that was rapidly done that's providing the users a great experience so that they can then service their end customers, you know, using, again, you know, audio and, and you know, the, the technology that's out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see these sort of projects still um, still going through, being completed, and then uh, enabling businesses to, to still flourish in, in this uncertain time. It's, it's brilliant. So we're getting towards the end of the session today. I mean, I'd like I'd like to thank you both for joining me. We've had an incredible amount of insight. Um, I wish you both well, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Appreciate being here. And thank you for watching. My name is David Dungay. If you liked today's video, make sure to give us a like and a share. Thanks for tuning in.